Okay, your question is from Jeremy Pearson. He asks, in Jaws, is Jaws the hero or the villain of the movie? All right, so we'll do the favorite movies podcast first. Sounds good. Let's do it. So we did this favorite movies episode a while back live at Maggie's Lounge, back when we could still do that. And I had asked you your favorite movie so that we could write a bunch of questions about that mm-hmm. and debate them. And I put my favorite movie in there, and I also put in Bill McMorrow and Sean Rose's favorite movies. Right. So what we had was yours, which was Labyrinth, mm-hmm. and this is your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, I picked Office Space. Bill good picked movie. Jaws. Also a good movie. And Sean picked There Will Be Blood. Questionable decision. Very questionable. <laughs> but he put in a good performance that night. He so really we did. Will let that slide. One of my favorite performances. Was Sean as an oil man? Yeah, just of all time. It was just... Yeah, he didn't break character. No, he did a great job. He was an oil man. (laughs) So, yeah, I know a lot of people love There Will Be Blood, and I I was not a huge fan of it, but... I kind of feel like I need to watch it again. Yeah, maybe we should do that. Yeah. But Labyrinth, I watched for the first time with you. Yeah, and you didn't hate it as much as you thought you were going to. Well, because I had a bad experience when I was a child watching it. Well, not when I was a child. (laughs) I was 17, but... Some girl tried to make me watch it. And, and that was the whole thing? Well, she was like, look at how sexy David Bowie is. And okay. I was like, this is Yeah, weird. that's not the point of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I like this. I love David Bowie, but... Did you... Were you like, I need to watch that movie because of how sexy he is? No. So that's a little bit disturbing. And as you can imagine, it was more disturbing because I was sort of dating that girl at the time. And you're like, which, this is what you want. Right. I was, yeah, exactly. That kind of did that to me where I was like, if you want this tight, is, stretchy pants and a blouse. If this is what you're into, I don't know what we're doing here. That's fair. But I guess people can be into all kinds of things. You can be into more than one type of person. Be into a Goblin King and also stand-up comedian. I was not a stand-up at the time. Oh, you were just a dude. I was just a 17-year-old dude. Hmm. On the golf team. I bet you were still pretty funny. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so we watched this movie. We watched Labyrinth together. Finally. Finally. I asked you to do it for years. and I said no and until it was no. part of the show. Yeah, and then until I was like, it, right, let's it do this. served your interest. And then you're like, fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. So what did you like about this movie? When you were a kid or now? Like... Um, I mean, when I first saw it, the movie came out in 85, is that right? 86. Um, I was pretty young and I really liked that the main character was named Sarah because that is also my name. That was important to you at the time? And Jennifer Connelly plays Sarah and she was probably like 
like 15 or 16. She was young at the time. She was yeah. pretty young, but like she was a lot older than me. And I was like, she's cool. That's she's like grown up. Yeah. I was like, this is what I'm going to be like when I grow up. She's like reading poetry, like putting on shows for nobody except for her dog in the park. And she's keeping very, her cool in the middle of a labyrinth. Yeah. It's very dramatic. Solid. And then I just loved all the magic of it. I liked all of that. I loved the little worm. I liked all of the weird little characters and I just thought it was such a fun, you know, kind of visually amazing movie. I like the music. I mean, I could just watch that movie over and over. I do not get tired of it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, Jim Henson's anything with like his sort of puppets in it and that sort of stuff is fun. But it's also kind of dark. and Yeah. It's a little dark and a little, I mean, the movie is about stealing a baby and yeah hiding it in the middle of a labyrinth so it's got some darkness to uh-huh. it that's cool it's a cool movie yeah it, ho- it holds up pretty well in my opinion yeah except that david bowie is like who come here little girl okay well it you gotta kind of great. overlook that weird like romantic aspect of that it's very but, strange yeah but other than that other than that minor totally <laughs> cool movie yeah I'm glad you finally watched it with me. I liked it. I liked the angry little guy that was uh, shooting all the little uh, fairies with the pesticide. Hoggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. an angry little dude, and he was killing little fairies. I like that. Yeah. I love that and little And then they worm. made these, the fairies were not, like, nice. They were kind of, like, they were pests. They were a little. Yeah. They'd, like, they bite, bite you and stuff. Yeah. I love it. But they're pretty. Yeah. I mean, is it? cool for somebody to bite you if they're pretty no it's not but they're not people they're fairies what was your favorite part of that movie of um the labyrinth Labyrinth. i i think it was just that little guy hoggle really yeah (laughs) just just that character was just such a curmudgeon and i love that he is a curmudgeon anybody that knows my best friends know that i like a good curmudgeon i love ludo ludo's great yeah yeah I feel like I relate to him too much, though. And I like how he can summon rocks. Yeah. That's neat. I feel like, you know, when you somebody's not your favorite person because they remind you too much of yourself? That's oh, Ludo yeah. for me. <laughs> You're just a big beast. I just know my own name. A big, kind beast. And just yell it to try and get things done. <laughs> Sean, sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, so what was your least favorite part of Labyrinth, then? Um, so my least favorite part now as an adult is the, the last scene when they're in the weird, like, don't like that, that like the MC Escher. Well, you know, I think the, my problem with it is that the animation is a little jarring now. Like sometimes you can tell that David Bowie is like a mannequin being pulled by strings and stuff. And it just like, is, it kind of takes you out of the moment of it. I feel like it's the, the part that is held up the least well gotcha. I, okay i thought of two other things that i liked since okay. you asked me my favorite part so let, i'm gonna throw it up i'm not sure which one of these is my favorite it's either hoggle because mm-hmm. i like a good curmudgeon or when the little rat dude like rides the dog. oh it's, it's so good great. yeah um or the fireies those fireies are terrifying are amazing because they, they can they chill me to my core and like pull their eyes out and, just reassemble themselves. I love it. Yeah. The part of the movie when he pulls his eyes out and he rolls them and they come up 
both with the pupils pointing up and he goes snake eyes used to scare the shit out of me when i was a little kid yeah i thought it was terrifying you were you must have been very young when you i was pretty this, young you know? yeah and their heads could fly and they flap their ears yeah so those guys are pretty cool very scary <laughs> So then, so we've already gone over There Will Be Blood, which is that neither of us love it. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about yeah, that movie. But I do probably need to watch we'll it We'll watch again. it again. Yeah. Jaws. Love Jaws. Can't go in the ocean. Jaws is a wonderful movie. It's ruined the ocean for me. It's such a great movie. It has not ruined the ocean for me because I understand that it's just a movie, but that's okay. Mm, that's where we differ. Now, you know, I met a guy that was in... Jaws? Yeah, you told me that. Because I visited Mar- Martha's Vineyard. Martha's? Martha's Vineyard. Don't do this to me, Sarah. <laughs> Where did you go? Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> vineyard. Vin- Martha. Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> you really killed it. I went there, and as it turns out, most people that live on that island were in that movie. I believe that. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but the guy that I met was like, everybody that lives here and has lived here forever was an extra in that movie. Sure. Because they just came to town and were like, we need however many extras. And that is like the town's population. Makes so, sense. My freshman cool. year in college, my um, my RA in my dorm had a dog named Pippin. It was named after the dog in Jaws that gets eaten in like the first scene. It's a pretty good dog name. Pippin, yeah. And it's a good reason to name mm-hmm. the dog that, you know? Yeah, I liked it. Pippin lives on, even though yeah. he was murdered by the shark. Pippin was a good dog. The Pippin that I know, I don't know about the one that got eaten by the shark. How old were you when you watched Jaws? Hmm. I was probably like 10, because I also remember playing the Jaws Nintendo game, and mm-hmm. I had seen the movie. Yeah. Were your parents like... We don't know if you should see this. Or I don't know just... if they knew because I oh, watched okay. it at my friend's house and she was the one that had the Nintendo. So we would like watch that movie and play that video game uh, all the time. It's a great video game. Did you ever play Jaws? Oh, yeah. I remember Jaws. That was a really good game. game. Yeah. And I watched it with my parents and they were like, I don't know if you should be watching this. And then. And now you're scarred for life. And then, yeah, people were just getting torn apart. Well, and... also, do you think it's different because you grew up in New England and I grew up in a landlocked state where the beach was something kind of magical that only happened like every couple of years? <laughs> yeah, like you didn't <laughs> you didn't watch Jaws and then go to the beach the next weekend. I did. At the Cape. like. Yeah, like I went to the Cape. Yeah, like I went the to like the after. Outer Banks. Where... And my dad's like, this is where that shark was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, jump I think, in, hop in the water, kids. Yeah, I was like in North Carolina. It was a very different vibe than yeah. Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> it's a don't come on, Martha's. Let it go, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, so I think that bothered me a bit more, probably because of that. I think you're right, but that was a very bloody movie. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, I love it. The music was great. The score and Jaws is wonderful. Yeah, you couldn't make a simpler tune no, more it's, effective. And it's just like iconic now. Yeah. So what do we have left to talk about? Office Space? Office Is space. that the only one? Yeah. Best movie ever. It's a great movie. I don't... Right? Yeah. Peter. Peter Gibbons. Best character of all time. Do you like him because he looks a little bit like you? Uh, I don't think so because i that that never occurred to me until somebody else was like <laughs> that guy kind of looks like you. he does look a little like you and then other people were like nah it's just that energy 
you just have that energy. You do also that have that energy a little bit, but also he kind of looks like you. Well, I don't know. But I just like that movie a lot. It's I a mean, great movie. And you haven't even worked in offices like that. No, but I but a lot of businesses have that sort of bullshit cool farm vibe. I mean, just just yeah. that like you've got eight bosses and none of them really do anything besides hassle you. Yeah. And, you know, that sort of thing. That's that's not like exclusive to offices. True. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of when I worked at Altasource. Yeah. Yeah. But that movie came out in like what, 2000 or something like that? So I thought it was in the 90s, but yeah, it was... Maybe 99 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. I think it came out before I graduated high school, which was in the 90s. So something that I learned after years and years and years after I watched this was that um, the studio, they didn't want Ron Livingston playing uh, Peter Gibbons. I mean, I don't know that they necessarily had anything against him, uh, but they, they wanted, wanted like a star. They right? want a star. They wanted somebody to anchor that film. Yeah. Which they got. Jennifer Aniston was the big name that they got. Which is crazy because she's not a huge part. I mean, she's pretty big. She's yeah. She's got a lot of lines in that movie. She's, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't like revolve around yeah, her. Yeah, she's exactly. not the most she's memorable kind of a supporting character. Yeah. But still, they got they got her. But they wanted Peter Gibbons' character to be. Like Matt Damon, yeah, Ben Affleck, or something it like that. It wouldn't have been as good. Could you imagine? No, that movie would have been garbage if if they had put Ben Affleck in that role. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who else I could see in that kind of role. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's you know, it's Mark it Duplass. feels <laughs> it feels silly. Yeah, Mark Duplass, another guy that kind of looks like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it feels silly to say it because it's like a comedy and it's not like a serious movie, but it's kind of an iconic role. Like I can't picture, oh, yeah. I can't picture somebody else as Peter Gibbons. I think John Cusack could have done that. He's got that yeah. same kind of energy. Yeah, I guess. I, although what would have been taken away by that was that Ron Livingston was way lesser known. He still is yeah, lesser known yeah, than yeah. John Cusack, but at that time he was kind of an unknown, yeah. at least to me, I, I didn't recognize him from any, no, any of the films. So that kind of, I always think a movie where you don't really recognize a lot of people, it kind of adds to it a little Especially bit. Especially when he's playing like kind of an average dude. And yeah. then you're like, this really is just some dude. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to see Brad Pitt in there pretending to be like Joe Schmo. Yeah. So I think that's all of the movies that we covered. And we've gotten through it. We did it. So yeah, we're going to uh, play some of the audio from the debate. Some of our better debates of the night. They were all great, but these are... That was a fun night. That was a good the, night of yeah, debates. It was fun. And you'll hear Sean Rosa. Oil man Sean Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> Character actor. <laughs> yeah. Method actor. That's what they call it, right? Yeah, he's a method actor. Method actor Sean Rosa. All right. Hey, that's, that's all of it, right? Let's get to the debate. Let's do it. Hello, everybody. How are you this evening? Good? Great. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid. So, this evening we are talking about favorite movies, and that was based on uh, my choice, which was Office Space, 
Sean Rose's choice, which is uh, There Will Be Blood, which is not fun. That's not a fun one. No. <laughs> it's not a fun movie. That's a depressing movie. Jaws. Jaws is a fun one. That's a thrill ride. Labyrinth, which, do you guys know Labyrinth? Yeah. I watched that movie for the first time uh, two nights ago with Sarah. Right before I went to bed, so I obviously nightmares. I had nightmares about David Bowie's cod piece. <laughs> and uh, Wild Card, which could be about anybody's favorite movie if somebody sent in a question about their favorite movie. But most likely, they're all about Office Space because I wrote many of them. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll do the gauntlet round where uh, comics will come up here and the winner stays until they lose or they reach the bracket round. We'll start with that. And then we'll do the bracket round where if you win, you come back in the next round to face another winner. So to start it off in the gauntlet round tonight, everybody please welcome Julia Rios. All right, next up, everybody please welcome Joe Buckley. Julia, do you want to go first or second? Okay, Joe, you can't pick... It's going to be Jaws. <laughs> All right. Okay, <laughs> your question is from Jeremy Pearson. He asks, in Jaws, is Jaws the hero or the villain of the movie? <laughs> um, he's the hero. He dies in the end. Everyone's sad. You hear the sad music when his head gets blown <laughs> off, you know? And you hear his last waiting, you know? Like, they kill a whale, they kill a shark. I thought they killed the shark. No, he's definitely the hero. You know why? I hate yellow floats and kids on them, you know? He had to go. The sign clearly said no floats. He's enforcing the law, everybody. That's all he's doing. So there's another animal I think we all know and love, McGruff the crime dog. He tells us to take a bite out of crime. But that is not what Jaws does. Jaws takes a bite and it is crime because he's eating people. I think that's clearly a villainous action. I don't really see a way around that. He is literally eating people. Villain 101. Um, yeah. I thought you were against global warming. <laughs> and he's eliminating people. He's getting rid of the problem. You're welcome. Thank you, Jaws. You're a hero. <laughs> is what you should be saying. He's awesome. Yeah, um, I like Jaws. That's why he came back. Two, three, because people wanted him. If he wasn't a hero, would you want to see him again? No. Is there a labyrinth too? I doubt it. Time. Wow, okay, so uh, the maze is not the hero of labyrinth. I just want to clarify that. Um, but 
also, to the global warming point, without Jaws being the villain that he is, if he had just been a good shark going around swimming in the sea, eating other fish like he's supposed to, we would not have people shooting him and making him blow up or having to get a bigger boat requiring more petroleum products to create global warming. There would be no issue. So he's still a villain. All right. I hand the win here to Joe Buckley. All right. Okay. Well, let's start up the bracket round. Next up, everybody, please welcome Angela Sawyer and Rick Harkness. All right. Angela, would you like to go first or second? Take second. Okay. Rick, you can pick anything but wild card. Uh, Jaws. Jaws. Yeah, All right. It's the only one I kind of know of, so. Your question is from Zach Jones. Zach Jones. He asks, you're out on the open waters, and you know that you're going to have to kill a deadly shark tomorrow. Do you formulate a plan and get a good night's sleep, or... Stay up all night, getting hammered, singing sailor songs, and swapping stories. Um, number one, they were out very fucking far in the ocean in that little ass boat, so I'm definitely going to be hammered because, first off, how the fuck did I get out there? You definitely got me out there drunk as hell, so that's definitely a situation. We were partying, having fun one night, and then I wake up in the middle of the fucking ocean. We're talking about killing a shark, so it's the only way you got me out there, too. This is a big motherfucking shark. Sharks scare me. I don't go in the ocean right now because of Jaws. So if I'm going out there to kill a shark, first off, this must mean that my mom is trapped on an island somewhere. It's the only way that she's going to get off the guy to kill it. So that's the only reason I'm going out there. So I'm definitely going to be fucking hammered. I swore off at Hennessy five years ago. Hennessy's going to be on this fucking trip. Rick, it sounds like you have a definite plan to get hammered. <laughs> You can totally plan to be hammered before you go kill a shark. All you really need is to know where your crow's nest, your rifle, and whatever the fuck that oxygen tank thing is, <laughs> and you'll be fine. Uh, uh, you can plan to have a better time. <laughs> uh, I, and, and honestly, um, I think Rick is right. You're going to need to be drunk if you have that dude... Uh, Quint, who looks just like my dad, on board with you. <laughs> I'm going to need to be super wasted, so I'm going to plan to bring all the alcohol I can, yes. Those are very good plans if you want to go out in the fucking ocean and kill a fucking shark. I don't want to do either one of those things. I don't even like going to the river. Like, when I pass the bridge sometimes, I'm like, I don't like looking over that bitch. That's too deep. So, no. Um, no, I need to be drunk. Preferably my own gallon of Hennessy. So, yeah, once it's midway through, let's talk about what we're doing with the shark then. Just give me the sharp shit, though. That's all I want to do. We are agreed. Alcohol is good and water very bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh also worse, being trapped on a boat with Richard Dreyfus and some dude who looks like my dad. Not cool. Not cool at all. None of those. That's a bad situation all around. And the only way you're going to get out of a situation that bad is by thinking a little while you are drunk and afraid of water. That's, I think that's all you got. <laughs> 
All right, I gotta hand the win here to Rick Harkness. All right. Everybody agrees on getting drunk, though. So next up, everybody, please welcome Sam Reisman and Tyler Tuttle. Sam, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Tyler, you can pick from Office Space, There Will Be Blood, or Labyrinth. Let's take Labyrinth. Okay. Your question is, if you're babysitting your baby brother and he's crying, do you try to calm him down, or do you pray to the Goblin King to come <laughs> abduct the child? I'm glad I'm going first. Fuck that baby. I'm not here to take care of nobody's kids. All right? If I'm going to take care of kids, they'll be my own accidents, not my mom's late baby brother she had while I'm in my late 20s. I'm praying to the Goblin King. Take him away. I don't give a shit. I'm not going through a maze for a fucking baby. <laughs> All right? It's, you haven't even become attached. Just make another one. It's just a baby. Like, what? You've had it for a year? Okay. Like, just pop out another one. I understand mother attachment. My opponent supports child abuse. Being the maternal figure I am, I would calm that child. The Goblin King is, he is a deadbeat, first of all. He will not pay child support, okay? He will, he will, abs he will abscond with that infant. That he, will, he will take that infant and he will run, but then for some reason he still owes me child support. Um, rest, restitution. So I don't have to deal with a baby and David Bowie's paying me child support? <laughs> Fine. All right, just bring that bulge over here, steal the baby, fuck off. All right, I don't like kids. I love children. <laughs> fuck Goblin Kings with... I assume this is Labyrinth, comma, pans. Um, I, I, which I saw the TBS like uh, commercial edit to like a third of. So I know more about that. And I know at the end of that, the child dies. And you support that. How dare you, sir? Time. All right, I got to hand the win here to Tyler Tuttle. Sam just throwing the spoilers out there. Nobody's... If you haven't watched Pan's Labyrinth by now, you're probably not going to watch it, right? I think that's safe to say. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Sean Rosa and Ken Green. Sean, would you like to go first or second? Sean, I will go second. <laughs> All right. Ken, you can pick anything except Jaws. Except Jaws. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, yep. 
Office space. Office space. All right. Your question is from Nick Martucci. He asks, it's your coworker's birthday, and you're the only person that didn't get a piece of cake. Do you politely bring it up and see if anyone has a piece of cake they don't want, or burn the office to the ground? I got a book of matches. I got no cake. And I got tomorrow off, apparently. So, fuck that. Yeah, I don't even like office cake because it's like everybody's there. And again, especially with a birthday cake, they like candles and they spit all over the cake. I don't need that. I don't need any office cake. I hate it. It's like a cake every fucking day. I'm like, I'm trying to lose weight. That's not helping. I, what helps me lose weight? Heat. What gives off heat? Fire. So let me burn the fucking building down. Take your cake and like, oh, I gained five pounds, but I got a piece of cake. They like me. No, I'm like, I got a day off tomorrow, and I have a day off tomorrow after that, and a day after that, too, if I want. So I'll take that. I have never worked in an office, as I am an oil man. <laughs> but hypothetically, if I were to work in an office, I would get along with my associate contemporaries to the point where they would give me cake. And if they did not give me cake, this would not be a problem, as I would be drinking all of their milkshake. <laughs> all of their milkshake. I would eat their cake and drink it down with their milkshake. <laughs> they have no idea what's going to hit them. Drainage of a bank of all their portfolios and all of their computer things. I'm from the turn of the century. I don't know about this technology. All I know is oil. All I know is a need for cake. Fire solves a lot of problems. Say, for instance, you're at that birthday party and, say, a shark shows up at the party. You kick a tube in his mouth, blow it up, set that fucker on fire. Now you got a day off and no shark and no birthday parties to worry about. Give me fire. I love fire. I uh, love, uh, I hate sharks, too. I hate the water. Thank you, Rick Harkness. You spoke for me as well. I felt you right here. Uh, <laughs> yes, give me fire. Burn it down. Time. I don't need it's a birthday. Fire causes more problems than it solves. Fire burned down my oil rig before I was able to give all my oil rig employees their cake. I would have given them so much cake, but they do not deserve it as they lazily allowed my profits to be drained through the burning of the fire of hell. And they let my son go deaf, my business partner and son, they abandoned my boy. My Time. boy. All right. The Oscar goes to. A lot of good points here. Uh, but I got to hand the win to Sean Rosa. I got to I got to see more of this character. This is what I need more of tonight. Actually, well, who knows? Maybe next time he'll do the office space guy, but <laughs> could, he could throw me a curveball. Um, all right, 
Next up, everybody, please welcome Jer Palapal and Joe Buckley. All right, Jer, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay, uh, Joe, you can pick from There Will Be Blood, Labyrinth, or Wild Card. Uh, wild Card. Okay. Your question is about office space. <clears throat> it is, who would you rather ask to sign your copy of Office Space? Actor Ron Livingston or singer Michael Bolton? I'm going to go with Bolton on that one. Um... I doubt he's signed many. I mean, how often does he get approached for an autograph from somebody under the age of 58? It must be <laughs> such an amazing... I want to do it for him more than I want it for myself. I just feel bad for the guy, you know? Throw him a bone. Jesus Christ. When was his last Grammy? Like, 1991? Was he, like, relevant at all? Does anyone even think about him other than this movie? No. <laughs> Other than this movie, no one gives a shit about Michael Bolton, so just throw it at him and be like, sign this. I just want to see his face light up when I hand it to him. That's really what it's about. That's why. Got to go with my boy, Ronnie Livingston, because uh, he hasn't done. You think, you think you feel bad for Michael Bolton? What has Ron Livingston done other than office space? This is not a diss. It's a great movie. He's great in it. He should be doing more work. He doesn't have Grammys. He, he hasn't worked with the Lonely Island. Like, <laughs> Michael Bolton's done more shit in the last decade than Ron Livingston has. He's probably living happy, but, you know, I think he deserves a congratulations every now and then. Someone to come up and be like, hey, you were awesome in Office Space. Please sign my DVD. I haven't upgraded to Blu-ray yet, but <laughs> once I do, I'll, I'll come back to your tour, and you get to sign two things. That's two things in a year. Wow, what a year. 2020, already looking up. Uh, Ron Livingston is in a little movie called um, Swingers. Ever hear of it? That's what LT did. Two legendary movies. The man, I'm sure he produces some shit with John Favreau right now. He's probably making a killing. Is that what he does? He's probably a co producer on Iron Man. Like, absolutely sweeping the nation. Uh, what else was I going to say about your dumb point? Um, oh, yeah, Michael Bolton, you got to throw him one. How often does he get confused for Kenny G? It's time. You know how much crippling that must be? I don't even think Kenny G talks, so <laughs> that's how you tell them apart. I've never heard Kenny G talk. He's always got a flute or some shit in his mouth, whatever he plays. Michael Bolton, a classic voice, a voice that could go on the radio. If you threw Ron Livingston on the radio, no one would know. So he deserves to get a little bit more rub from, you know, signing a thing. Also, Ron Livingston probably has some good Jennifer Aniston stories. There we go. All right. <clears throat> a lot of good points here, but I got to choose a winner. So it's going to be Jer Palapal. Ron Livingston, actually, he got more famous for playing, uh, oh, he was on Band of Brothers, but he was on Sex and the City. That's what he got most famous for, was for being a uh, burger on Sex and the City, yeah. Um, Michael Bolton was never on Sex and the City, was he? No, that's right, he wasn't. 
Also, I listen to Michael Bolton more than any of you probably, so <laughs> Sarah can confirm. Okay. Uh, hey, let's read off some questions that didn't quite make it on the show. One of these will be the final question of the night, so make some noise for the one that you'd want to hear the most between our finalists. Okay. This one is from Wayne Maston. He asks, better consultant, Bob or Bob? feel like that one's going to be hard to argue. <laughs> right, Julia Rios asks, uh, this is a Jaws question. Uh, it says, should Amity Island lean into it and change their town motto to Amity Island, come be our chum? <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, Steve Albert wants to know, who is more deserving of a Rocky spinoff, Adrian or Polly? All right. The robot? Uh, okay. May Keith asks, you have a preteen stepdaughter who frequently talks about summoning goblins and exchanging babies for magical powers. Should you let her babysit or hire a professional instead? Okay. And this one's from Ken Green. He asks, which is the better expression of your true self, your flair or your O face? <laughs> okay. All right, that's the one. I think it's decided. It's decided. All right, let's start round two. To start it off, everybody, please welcome Rick Harkness and Hallie Griffin. All right. Um, Rick, do you want to go first or second? Uh, second. Second, okay. Hallie, you can pick from There Will Be Blood or Labyrinth. Oh, I really fucking hate Labyrinth. Um... <laughs> Hey, David Bowie had sex with a teenager. Did you guys know that? Thank you. Yeah, hey, did you know? <laughs> uh, let's go with There Will Be Blood. I love that You movie. guys shouldn't clap for that. It's very bad. Okay. All right. This question is from Nick Martucci. He asks, what's more evil, beating someone to death with a bowling pin or drinking someone else's milkshake? Um, so I work in the district attorney's office. Um, I literally have to work with homicides all the time. I've seen somebody with their head beaten in. I'm going to go with beating somebody to death with a bowling ball, since it is, you know, an actual crime. Um, I dare you to argue against me, Rick. Um, <laughs> I just gotta say, I gotta say, if uh, stealing milkshakes was a crime, um, lock me up. I, we all, who among us has not stolen a milkshake or whatever? Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, so you beat people to death with bowling pot? No. Um, so I'm gonna go with actual aggravated assault and murder is the worst of those two crimes. Up, uh, you, Rick. 
I don't like that challenge um, in the middle there um, that made me feel some type of way. Um, first off, I'm from the South, so we respect food a lot. You don't steal a milkshake. You don't even steal someone's bottled water, so stealing a milkshake is fucking evil. That's fucked up. Like, what makes you, like, see someone in line, they get their perfect milkshake, milk chocolate, they add a little extra milk or whatever, they wait, they pay for it, they've been waiting for it all day long, they go to use a bathroom or go take care of the kid, something important, and then you go steal this shit? Why? There's no other reason other than you're an evil asshole. That's the only reason why you would steal a milkshake. There's no retaliation, there's no that he caused it or nothing. Now, getting beaten in the head with a bowling ball? I know two, three people, if I was strong enough, hey, listen, you might get a, not, I'm not gonna hit you dead dead, but I might go to jail for this shit, like, Bowling is the most pretentious sport in the fucking world. You ever seen you ever seen that shit on ESPN and you're just like, who the fuck called this a sport? Those motherfuckers. Whoever called that a sport, he needs to get hit in the head with a bowling ball. Milkshakes are fucking I think if you abandon your milkshake long enough for someone else to steal it, you didn't really deserve to have it in the first place. Um, you know, you abandon a milkshake. And it just does that thing where it like separates out, the milk is on top, all the ice kind of dissolves, so like there's a water layer on the bottom. It doesn't matter how much time and effort you put into it, if you just leave it, if you don't enjoy the milkshake. Drink the milkshake before someone else drinks the milkshake, also killing somebody is still a crime. <laughs> Never said it wasn't a crime. We were just talking about evil. First off, if you're still in a stale, watery-ass milkshake, you're fucking crazy and evil as hell. Like, that's crazy. So that means the time limit for you to steal a perfect milkshake is literally two to five minutes. That's the perfect window. So you, that means you're watching me, and you stole that shit. You stole $3 and my happiness and joy. That's evil. All right. Solid cases presented on each side. However, two to five minutes is too long to leave a milkshake. I have to hand the win to Hallie Griffin. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Laura Clark and Tyler Tuttle. Bari, your question will be about Labyrinth either way, but do you want to go first or second? Okay. Tyler. Yes. Your question is, if one of your body parts had to touch the bog of eternal stench, <laughs> would it be your hands or your feet? Uh, let's go with the stinky toes. Uh, I'd much rather it be my feet. Because you know how often I interact with people with my feet? Very rarely. I'm throwing out handshakes left and right. <laughs> I just threw out a handshake mere seconds ago. Laura would have stink hand right now if I dip my hand in that bog of stench, and nobody wants that. If my foot stinks, that's my problem. I don't have to share that with the world. That's between me, Tarantino, and like the pervs on WikiFeet. Uh, <laughs> I, too, am throwing out handshakes left and right, which is why I want some super stinky hands. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I'm a receptionist, 
And people come by the desk all day to say dumb bullshit. There's candy on the, there's candy on in a bowl on the reception desk, and people come by and they won't just take the candy. They have to say something. <laughs> so like they'll be like, oh, oh, piece of candy. Like just like dumb <laughs> shit. Like uh, just say nothing. The candy's there. You can have some. You know, I'm. You don't have to be embarrassed that you're taking a hundred grand bar. Like that's what it's. That's what it's there for. You don't have to be like. Oh, I'll be bad. Like, no, you do what do what it's there for. If my hands stink and I'm picking up phones and I'm typing away and like being like, hi, welcome to the company. Like, then people are gonna be like, let's not go by the reception desk and say a bunch of dumb shit because it smells terrible over there. <laughs> While we may, may share opinions on childcare. We greatly differ on biological warfare. <laughs> I'm not going to keep my job as a receptionist if no one's going to reception. That's the one thing I'm there for. It's like, hey, there's Laura. She doesn't do her job, but I guess we're going to keep her around. <laughs> no. If I want to scare people away, I'll wear open-toed sandals on, like, a really tough day. But that's it. Okay, first of all, I never do my job, and they always keep me around because I'm fucking delightful. Second of all... <laughs> okay, second of all, like, I do other stuff, okay? I also go back and forth from the kitchen and replace the coffee. So that's another one where it's like, hey, hey your coffee sucks now. <laughs> just like, there's just a lot of... There was this... Okay, so some people have anosmia, they can't smell, and there was this one guy who worked for Loan Sharks, and he would go and carry a bunch of, like, rotten shit in his coat. Time. You get how it worked, though, right? <laughs> All right. I got to hand the win here to Laura Clark. Uh, so I like that when you're talking about how people come by and have to say something like, oh, candy. Joel laughed, because I know Joel's guilty of it. Joel does that all the time at work. You know. <laughs> Fucking Joel. All right. Next up, everybody please welcome Jer Palapple and John Farrell. Jer, do you want to go first or second? Okay, John, there will be blood or labyrinth? Uh, labyrinth. Okay. Your question is, would you rather have the ability to summon rocks by yelling like Ludo or the ability to remove and reattach any of your limbs, including your head, like the fireies? I want to yell at rocks. That would be... <laughs> Detach your limbs? Gross. Yelling at rocks? A lot of fun. You know how many times I'm like, man, that boulder is too cocky. I want to... Scream at that fucking boulder. Show him who's boss. I've never been like, hey, I want to detach my arm. Never appeared to me at all. It's not sexy at all. Yelling at a bunch of pebbles, though, I feel like a big man. Yelling at a bunch of small rocks. Oh, man. It, it's, it's a lot of fun, too. You just, you just like, oh, I don't need to push this thing at all. I'm just going to scream in its face and let it know that it is beneath me. It is um, part of the core of the earth, I think. I don't know. Is that how rocks are made? I believe it is. Um, I think so. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Not a scientist. But I love yelling at rocks. That makes me one. I believe. Last time, why, am I, why do I keep saying I believe? That's too many times. Oh, man. But detaching your limbs, ugh. 
I've never been like, hey, I want my left leg over here and also my right leg like, like that to show off how flexible Time. I am. Daddy's detaching some limbs. Uh, <laughs> um, first off, it, it's not sexy. Uh, I could do any position I want if I can detach my limbs. I can put my leg all over anywhere, and also I can be as flexible as I want without having to do yoga. And that uh, seems worth it. Also, what if I get into a car accident, uh, then I just detach all my limbs, and then I put myself back together again? I'm going to crash my car into everything. Uh, <laughs> that's my goal. That's my goal, to just injure myself, but also not injure myself. That's the dream. Yelling at rocks? I can yell at rocks right now. They're not going to do shit. You know why? Because they're fucking rocks. But limbs? My limbs can't do shit, because they're dumb limbs. Now you, uh, you throw limbs around? <laughs> You got a, a limb, um, limbo party. You lot, uh, positions? What, what are we talking about? Oh. Gross. Gross. That's not... I'm going to drive my car directly at a fucking rock and scream at it until it goes away and just drive that rock all the way to the Canadian border where it belongs. That... Fuck that rock. Why you gotta send the rock to Canada? We need rocks here. That's what we we need the rocks to stand on and make our beaches pretty and also so that they can catch my limbs as I throw them at the rocks. That'll show them who's boss. Rocks, you put them apart, they're just big pieces. You throw me apart, I'll put it back together. And I'll be like, fuck you, rock. You're just pieces now. All right, a lot of good points here, but I got to hand the win to John Farrell. <clears throat> All right. So for our finals tonight, everybody please welcome John Farrell and Laura Clark. <laughs> All right, so John, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Laura, your question. This is the question that the crowd voted on earlier tonight. It is from Ken Green. He asks, which is a better expression of your true self, your flair or your O-face? Okay. Okay, here's the thing about flair is you need at least 15 pieces. And your bitch contains multitudes, okay? <laughs> like, I'm not just uh, a delight behind the mic. Uh, I'm also pensive at times. So maybe I want a little pin that has like a little ocean wave on it, but then also, uh, you know, like a funky like Rolling Stones tongue or something, like a big bum right there. I have lots of different moods, whereas like my O face is one very... St it's, you know, like, like I got a sneeze or something. Like, that's one, that's one face. That's one facet of who I am. All right, that's, that's, you know, like, maybe that's, like, deep at the core. But also, we're all the same at the core. We're all, uh, right, right, like, down deep. That's the light within us. It's the light that goes, uh, Time. My O face is stoic. It is, ooh, it is, ooh. 
what, what, what are we doing? Just like, um, and like it's a lot of stoic, a lot, but my mind is rolling. Like, uh, should I be doing this right now? Should, uh, are we really happy together? Do I love you is the question that bothers me most of the night. And that's why I'm being stoic. Should you have sex with someone you don't love? I don't know. That is something that has bothered me since I learned about sex. And I can't get it out of my fucking mind. And it's something that I have to think about a lot. Every time, if third or fourth date, if it's going well, like I don't, just stay stoic. And if it goes there, stay stoic some more. That's all you can do. That's all you can fucking do. My, my flares be pretty boring too. It's just John F. Kennedy buttons. That's, 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 that's stupid. in a row that I've made it to the final two, and the audience has voted me to lose each time. Uh, and last week would have been my sixth wedding anniversary, and I lost based on the audience vote. So I just want you all to think about that. John's having an orgasm right now. Yeah. All right. well. Gross. Ugh. Orgasms. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough quandary. Is it, did I use that word correctly? Probably not on the voting. I probably used it incorrectly. I've used a lot of words incorrectly, but my O face, pretty still stoic. Oh boy. That, uh, I did not have an orgasm up on this stage as well. I just should get that out of the way. If I did, though, I would be uh, standing like this. It would be <laughs> fun Time. for everyone. All right, well, there's no way that I could choose a winner here at the end, so I need you guys to help me out. Go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group right now, and there will be a poll at the top of the group. You can pick your winner, John Farrell or Laura Clark. Put your vote in now. Get the votes in. And your votes are in. You chose your winner tonight, and our winner is John Farrell. Hey, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can check out our videos on YouTube. Just go on to YouTube and type in Pick a Side Stupid. Or for exclusive bonus episodes, head on over to Patreon and then type in Pick a Side. And for just five bucks a month, you'll get all kinds of bonus features. You can find a schedule of upcoming dates for shows, for live shows, at our website, pickasidestupid.com. My name is Sean Carter. I will see you next week.